This is Iggy Talks Too Much, um, episode four. We kind of just did episode three. They might be posted together. I don't know. But this is Iggy Talks Too Much about Terra Invicta and games. Um, we got Koya, DK. Is it Prika? Who's who's with you here? Uh, Prika is... Oh, I thought you had a cat. Uh, it was just your beard. <laughs> <laughs> because of the way my hands were on, it was yes. It looked, it looked like you had a fuzzy animal. <laughs> it looked like you had this an is, animal with you. This is my. This is part of my body. I. <laughs> this is not an animal. But um, but yeah, welcome in. It's koyadk.tv. It's a soap man. Um, koyadk.tv. It should be in the description of the uh, podcast. So welcome to the show. Anything else you want to promote or say as we start oh. here? That's it. Yeah. Buy some soap from me at koyadk.tv. Thank you so much for having me here, Iggy, and thank you, anyone, for listening to this. All right. So, um, you apparently, like, I've sold you on Terra Invicta. Yeah, and, that's that's on my wish list. I want to check it out. And you, I guess, because you, you, you wanted to know more about the game, and I was, like, playing it, or yes. so you, like, watched a video. So I did watch a video. What was I watched your, a review. And the review... Like many of the reviews I've seen for this game, or at least on some level, well, I didn't, they didn't say the game was bad. I think for the for the one that you watched, but no. I've, I've heard ver- so like various reviews that I saw for the game really like tried to like say it was bad in some way, and I'm like, wait a second, like I guess I have to a pl- I had this game on my wish list for a very long time, and I was waiting for it to come out for a long time. And when I heard some of the reviews that were like, well, it's got all these problems and it's really frustrating to roll and like not not get anything done. And I'm like, these are people that don't know how to play grand strategy games. And right. the reviewing people, um, I guess, just want more Dark Souls, question mark. I, I don't know. What, I don't know what review people want, but that's what this podcast is about is Iggy is going to talk too much and is going to tell you what games you actually should be playing and what games that Steam's algorithms or whatever are never going to promote enough to you because it thinks you know it wants all the triple a stuff it wants you know wants you to play more dark souls and all the indie spinoffs of dark souls and all these games that are i'm sure all fine you may enjoy them but these are iggy style games and those are the kind of games you're gonna be talking about here or games that i didn't like or i did like but just you know games that you play in like uh-huh. so anywho <laughs> It sounds like we're going to talk about whatever you want to talk about. That is exactly okay, the point of this yeah. podcast. That's a good, that's a great place to start. And because there's not, a, there's not enough out there that talks about games like this. Like right. no one's going to do a podcast about Shadow Empire and why it probably is the best 4X made of all time. And you've never heard of it. No one knows of it. No. So, but that's not this episode. We're talking about Terra Invicta Day, which is an awesome game. So what was, so what was, what do you... What did you get from like the video that you watched, and what do you understand about the game? And we'll dig into it from there. Well, uh, well, what I understand about it is that this might not be entirely correct, but that there are two very separate phases of the game, and uh, one mostly takes place terrestrially. It is Earth, right? It's yeah, our Earth. Earth. Is a Europe is there. Crux of the game. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's. The land battles and the land politicking that takes place on Earth uh, is very separate from the sort of outer space management or the solar system management that takes place almost halfway through the game. You begin entering the solar system management phase. That's what I got from the review. Yeah. So the the trick here is is that there's – you probably have never heard of these. This is the other thing that's going to happen on this podcast. I want to mention games. 
that had concepts that no one ever thinks of. And because one thing that people right. what what did you hear that people were comparing Terra and Victa to? Because I know oh, exactly. Yeah, Stellaris. It's not Stellaris. It's not even close. Oh, it's not way more. What I just described is not like Stellaris. Exactly. And it's but way more said. complex. The first thing, because they saw a picture of a solar system. They saw a solar system, which isn't even how Stellaris works. They work on, <laughs> they work on st- the, the jet streams, the, uh, the star lanes. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, like yeah, a Master of Orion-type game. Mm-hmm. And Stellaris is very centric on... I mean, the equations are very basic for how things work. In fact, one of the key things that's different... For Terra Invicta, in fact, I'm going to compare this to some old games in a second, but it uses Newtonian physics. You actually have to calculate and build ships that use delta V as well as okay. millijes to be able to accelerate ships quickly throughout a the lower atmospheres of planets and stuff like. There's different orbits you can put stuff in, and the more gravity that's involved, you need more. Oh, the... If you want to move quickly, there's a difference between getting somewhere efficiently and getting somewhere quickly, and so you actually have to design different types of ships to handle different types of, of jobs. None of that exists in Stellaris. It's just, it's this far away, and here's a star lane that takes this long. And I think you can go yep. against star lanes, and it takes even longer, which is, other, that's that's how a lot of 4X in space or Grand Strategy, which I'm going to pretty be interchangeably, because I don't really think Grand Strategy has a big definition. <laughs> like, there okay. is a 4X, I mean, like, Civ is a 4X, and it's not Grand Strategy. Grand Strategy, to me, usually have multiple layers on it, like this game does, so I guess it counts as Grand Strategy. At any is rate, it both? Is Terra Invictus both? I mean, you are expanding, you are trying to exterminate something, but your goals are different. Like, you're not really going to get to, I guess you would get to the point. I don't know, I, 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 I suppose it fits under 4X. Strategy, it that, sounds that's like not something I'm exactly, exactly ready to just pin out. But I would, sure. I, if I had to pick one, it'd be Grand Strategy. And like, if you play it, it's going to feel a little bit like a 4X, um, right. depending on what your experiences are with 4Xs that may have been rightly or wrongly misled. So the other game that, st- that Terra Victor really gets compared a lot to is XCOM. This game yes. is nothing like the old XCOMs, and it's not and really anything the like the new XCOMs. The fact that there is a globe when you hit game start does not mean that it's XCOM. And that the fact that there's <laughs> aliens and there's a globe that spins, that does so not make it XCOM. Is- some people who were going to review this saw the globe first, and some they never saw played the, the damn game. System. That's <laughs> the problem. These reviewers didn't play the game. What this is, yeah, and that's why this review. So, what I felt this game is a lot like, and we'll dig into more of the details. But um, the there's an old game called Alien Legacy, and in that okay. game, you start you're you're in some other solar system, but you start on a planet, and the object is the aliens are on the periphery of the solar system. You have to basically 4x your way out from where you start and the object is is to basically extract the resources get people build ships fight them and win okay so okay i might get all details but like that stuff happens in that game it's also terran victa the 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 trick to this game that really gives it that um like we're not playing just a civ style game or something you take over stuff and then you just you you mine those resources and you build stuff and you win is that it's also like an older game called Shadow President. There's other games like this, but Shadow President is a game where you basically are puppeting governments, and I think the, the plot of that game was Cold War era, um, but basically okay. you're puppeting... You you are not in the key part, and why I compare it to this game, is that you are not in direct control of the resources you need to do what you want to do. You right. are basically puppeteering things to give you entire Invicta. You're puppeting things to give you money, as well as whatever you want to accomplish, it's accomplished through these entities. You don't actually control them at no point in the game. 
Um, they, are these orgs? No, the orgs you actually own. Okay. This, this oh, okay. But the, but are the these in, governments? The, the indirect control will be taking over the world's governments. Yeah, which you right, siphon okay. for influence, armies, every, everything you need to get sure. into space. Yeah. Is 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 like that. So so let's we jump into a game, and the game has a tutorial um, where you play the resistance, but it's actually really cool in that they're going to add additional, like right now it starts like today. So like the Ukraine, Russia war, like it, it has the basic oh. geopolitical of where we are right now. But in the, in mm-hmm. they're going to re- release additional scenarios like Cold War era, like different eras, future era. Okay. Um, so sure. you can play a few different ways the game starts because the, because you, you can change certain things about the way the world works. Uh, but for the most part, like Russia in some way is going to exist. The U.S. in some way is going to exist. They get taken over, but like, these entities, like, they can become independent and stuff like that, and it kind of falls back to, if it all comes terribly apart, um, uh, you can unify, but basically the U.S. doesn't have claims on Mexico until you research something that allows you to do that. So if you're familiar with the, uh, oh, yep. is it Uni- Europa Universalis? This is where Grand Strategy comes in, is that there's, there's uh, this company has a thing called Claims. Claim meaning that whenever you take over something, yeah. it, it doesn't stay a, an independent entity anymore. If it has a claim and you war, like your European Union and you take over Germany or Italy or something, it becomes absorbed into that entity as opposed to being right. separate when you take it over. But yeah, that's, that's how it works. Yeah. So your your primary role at the start phase of the game is you have councilmen, you have agents. And these agents all have different types of abilities, and you have turns. Each turn, the, the so like the, the time is always going in the game when you get to spaceships and other stuff happening. But the key thing is, is that um, at the beginning of the game, like every week, and later on it's every two weeks, you, you get to basically set an order for all your council people to do. So what, what can they do? Well, they can basically try to build public support in nations. They can take over control points in nations, which is how you get money, research, and, and the, the needed boost to like just put satellites in orbit and start mining places for space resources. But, um, sure. but, that's, but that's their goal at the beginning of the game. There's different types of them. Like there's tech moguls, there's spies... All the you know all the different types of like people you think would be like you know all the archetypes are there, and and they have a whole bunch of different sets of abilities. So it's basically a die roll system, and if the defense of whatever you're trying to do, like so trying to raise public support in the European Union has a defense of seven, just based on how big their GDP is and how much how much pop they have, um, and your right. your thing has a seven in persuasion, which is one of the abilities, and with no other modifiers, you have a fifty fifty chance at at producing an, an increase in, in uh, public opinion for your for your um, faction, and this okay. makes it easier to do stuff in that particular nation. And there's there's like twenty yeah, or yeah, thirty yeah. different abilities that they can do. They can do everything from uh, control nation is one of the critical ones at the start, which just takes over control points. The every single nation has the top control point. That's the executive branch, which lets you then set policies like declaring wars, declaring peace making federations, granting independence, that kind of stuff. Um, they also can increase unrest in nations. They can cause revolts. Um, you sure, can also stabilize yeah, yeah. them. Um, they can go into hiding because uh, you can do actions on other um, council members, which uh, like other, other teams, uh, other factions, uh, uh, council councilmen. Um, you, can, you can detain them. You can investigate them. You can steal their organizations. Um, there's basically a pool of organizations you can purchase and based on an administration score of each of your your uh, council members um they can basically take the, all the organizations have one two or three stars three stars have more abilities okay. but they can do everything from boosting research to boosting the abilities of the council people um <clears throat> increasing your income um uh, 
adding additional stats to them, giving you like more resources, so giving you boosts. Like like if you get CERN or something, of course you get like you sure know, you get CERN yeah, boosts you get research, research and, boosts. Yeah, 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 and you yeah, get yeah. like additional rocketry stuff. So so yeah, so there's all kinds of different things you can do, and that's basically the primary way that you interact on the Earth level. Is that they're your agents that that interact with both of your opponents. Um, you can even assassinate enemy leaders, and then the other AIs get really pissed. Ooh. Like the, if you when you take actions against their their control points and and their their people, uh, they get mad really quickly with you. People hate it when you assassinate um, their leaders. You can even trade with the other with the other uh, groups too, because the way the research works, um, it's possible that they get access to a piece of research that just by chance you don't get, or just research right. that they that they don't get. And that that is it a, almost. Do you almost have a roulette? Do you draw like three cards that are going to be the researches that are available the, the to you? Research and you pick one game, to research. The research is super interesting, and I actually really okay. like it. It reminds me a little bit and I don't of mean uh, to get you off track. No, that's good. I'm just kind of I'm just kind of going over okay. all the basics of the game, sure. just to give people an understanding of just how how much depth there is to each thing, and then you have to think about all of these things are interacting with each other. So your your priorities change in the game. So like once you take over the U.S. and get a whole bucket load of research, well, every faction has a different goal. And that's where this game is really unique. As unlike Civ, where oh, right. yeah, everyone's yeah, yeah. trying I to take each other this. out. Yeah. The, the, so we have the alien threat on the end of the universe. Well, the the faction that the, the game kind of guides you to the tutorial to play is the XCOM-y faction. The re- they're right. not even really the guy, XCOM. Yeah, the XCOM is yeah. exterminate the aliens. That's yeah. They don't screw everything else. The resistance is we really don't want to just kill all the aliens. That's not really our goal. And that's where, again, where it's not like XCOM. Our goal is to remove the alien threat. They can still exist, just not yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, so every single faction has their, or there's seven factions. I keep saying eight. I think there's seven. Um, each one has their own goal, and they're all co-aligned in different ways. So some of them are going to be more friendly to you, like there's one called Humanity First, which I believe their goal is to just exterminate all the aliens, screw all of them, and they need to go. And then you have, oh, okay. you have Project Exodus, whose goal is to, we're just going to fly away. You can have Earth. See Peace ya. out. Yeah. yeah. Then you have the Academy. <laughs> see ya. The Academy, whose job it is. And keep in mind, like everyone is trying to compete taking over stuff on Earth and, and yeah. infighting with each other while the aliens are coming. And they're all trying to either appease or, 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 or take care of the alien threat as well. The Academy says, well, we want to prove that we're super intellectual and we can be equals with the aliens. And then I forget what the what, um, which one this is. The, uh, the eyeball one. The Protectorate. Oh, the Initiative. The Initiative. The Protectorate's... Uh, the Initiative wants to... They're basically like the people that uh, want to exploit... They want to gain power through the aliens. So, like, they're exploiting the aliens coming... And they want to become more powerful because of them. Okay. So they're kind of in the okay. middle. Okay. And then you have the two that are really on the alien side, the protectorate and the servants. The protectorates want to protect humanity by appeasing the aliens. So that it's it's some kind of weird peaceful coexistence, but like yeah. but they're gonna help the aliens. The servants mm-hmm. are basically the hand of the aliens because their goal is to support the aliens by any means necessary. Now I didn't tell you yeah. how go ahead. Well, it occurs to me that we're not entirely sure what the goals of the aliens are. Exactly. Which because one it, of these guys might be right, but we don't know. Right. It becomes <laughs> apparent that the aliens want to come without exploring too much of the game. They're going to sure. come and they're going to start taking over stuff. And depending on your role, you're either helping them or trying to harm them. And yes, they will actually sure. come down on Earth and change 
the geopolitical structure if you then it happens um sure. so the servants are basically their right hand man to, to yeah. make that happen and the protector it's certainly not going to get in their way so if you're playing the resistance those are two factions that you're probably going to at some point reach a war status with so right. okay so you have all that going on and keep in mind none of these factions have unlocked and this is kind of the cool thing to figure out in the game None of them have their actual victory goals unlocked at the beginning of the game. In fact, no one can win until you get your victory. Your, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, sort of like how Stellaris has like different ends to the game. I don't sure. know how the game ends. I've not finished a full yeah. game. It's, it's a really, really long game to play through. And I gotta a lot grab this game. Things, I'm gonna grab this. One. A lot of things happen. Like you build up your council people to have higher stats, which lets them like throw coups whenever they want, and like they become very powerful. Um, they can also go to space and steal habitats from other from other people or protect them. Um, there's a lot of different things that they they also be assaulting alien growth on the earth because they're trying to like terraform the earth in some way. Um, so you right. can guard against that or not guard against that. Fight fight the people trying to fight them. Um, but yeah, so on Earth you have like a handful of different resources because you think, well, I can just take over the whole Earth with controlling points. Not quite so. So you have cash. <laughs> you have never the, as easy as that. You have cash, which is basically spent to buy organizations, pay off people. Um, you know, it's a cash resource. So anything you think that would help yeah. money influencing things. Um, and many, many things require upkeep that costs money. Influence sure. as you take, as you get more public opinion and some of your council people get it. Influence is basically mm-hmm. just how much, you know, you want to go convince somebody to control the nation or you want to, um, Anything that's basically convincing someone or using influence, um, that would be that you'd spend points to do that. And, and also the more control points you have over the re, the control point cap, it costs you influence points per turn. There's a, you're, That's where you're not allowed to take over the whole world is every single right, point. exactly, because you can't. Yeah, yeah. based on the GDP and, and what point you take over, it takes up so much of your control point cap. And once you go over the yeah. cap, the same goes for mission control, which has to do with having stuff in space. Anytime you go over the cap, it makes it a lot easier. There's heavy penalties to the die rolls. And this was something that the reviewer yeah. people really complained about. And people that I, like, they didn't really read the instructions. Whenever they, you go they didn't to, understand. Uh... Yeah. So, like, <laughs> when, when you go to control a nation and you try to take over a control point. They didn't a little, understand encumbrance. There's a, yeah, there's a little slider <laughs> that you can use to basically, for that particular roll check, to give you bonus points on the roll. So once your stats are much higher than, the, than what you're checking up against, the oh, defense ta- tactic, yeah. you can basically make it like 99% that you're going to win. Right. <laughs> so it's like part of the game is picking things that have a really high likelihood of happening and setting your people up because you can actually assign experience points to them to mold them into the type of character you want them to, what role you want them to do. Like having somebody with a big megaphone that can take out um, you know, can try to take over China or something when others can't because it requires a pretty high barrier to get past their um, their geopolitical structure. Because one of the ways to talk about it is every single nation has their own GDP. They have their population. They have their knowledge. They have their unity score. They have their unrest score. They have an inequality score. And you, when, one of the things we didn't talk about was so with, whenever you take over something and your agents, you, you take over a point, um, every, you, each control point you take over controls so many um, influence, is it influence points? Investment points. And, and there's a whole bunch of different things. You basically choose um, how you want to assign um, those investment points that are produced per month. So you can invest in, and this happens in the nation. Remember, you're kind of sucking off of uh, points from them. Uh, you're, you're like what they produce, like research, money, boost. Boost helps you get into space, um, all that kind of stuff. So you can invest in the economy, welfare, knowledge, unity, 
military, spoils, funding boost, mission control, armies, navies, nuclear weapons. And and some and nations don't have a space program, so the first sure. thing you have to do before you can build additional boost is its space program instead of boost. And every nation kind of right. has its own little little thing. Like, so their military has a rating. So if you invest in military, it makes their armies better. Um, you build more armies and navies, you can move them around more easily, you get more of them. Um, if you grow the economy, their GDP gets larger, and eventually they grow more control points, as well as um, they get more investment points per month. And the amount of unrest they have affects how many investment points you get. And eventually, if it gets way too high, you don't get any investment points, and the, the country might flip on you. But that's where you get all these these Earth resources from. So we talked about money and influence. Money, funding, and spoils give you money from from the, you know, you're basically sucking money from the uh, the governments, just like, kind of like you would in XCOM. Um, but in, yeah. a, in a different format, but like that's the primary vector of getting money in XCOM is is, uh, is monthly monthly wages. Um, so the other stuff is you have the other resources on Earth are ops. So like any small like going to going to fight alien uh, uh, flora fauna, um, you can boost it with with the ops ops resource and like investigating aliens. Like think about like all the subterfuge type stuff. Those require ops. Okay. It's actually yeah. a harder. Um, you can't get that from countries. You, or some organizations can generate ops, and as the game goes on, you might have a few ways to generate ops, but it's generally something you don't get a lot of. Um, boost, um, so there's a whole bunch of space resources we'll talk about, but boost is how you take stuff on Earth and put it into space. One of the problems yeah. you run into the game is that the further you want to go out, well, Earth is the origin, origination of where your stuff comes from, it starts to require a, a lot more boost to get further and further out from Earth, as well as take years of time. This, this time frame in this game is very, very long. Um, it's not yeah. like it's going to take 500 turns and the game's over like Civ or something. The game starts in 2022 or 2023 and goes like it's probably about 10 years before, you know, you're building up for stuff to happen. And it's been 10 years and now it's time to actually the game really like the game changes. You know, you're playing almost different, not different games, but like the game levels happen. You know, we were on Earth. Now we go to space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're fighting aliens. Now the aliens are in you know on land. And, and every few years, the game sort of changes in, in how much complexity and how all these things are blending together. So boost is, is the way, basically, to the skies and unlocks the next stage of the game. And one of the key tactics at the beginning of the game is getting countries that can give you boost so that you can, you can sure. do that. Mission control is, is how much stuff you can have in space. Every time you build stuff, it uses up that capability. And if you go over it, it's really easy for people to, to, to do subterfuge on your, on your stuff. Research. Oh, yeah. Research, we'll talk about research, but you just get research points per day. Um, and then, of course, the control cap stuff. If you're over the cap, you can go over the cap as much as you want, but the more you go over the cap, the more negative influence it costs per turn to keep that up, as well as people can more easily crack down and take take over the control points that you have. It's a lot harder to defend them. Um, space resources, really quickly, you have water. I think you have it's, it's like some kind of fire. What is it? Uh, volatiles. You have the base metals, you have precious metals, noble metals, and you have uh, fissiles. And essentially you need a little bit of everything to build stuff in space. And obviously the more rare things, certain, every planet in the moon is, is uh, and every asteroid, you can basically send probes to and eventually build uh, mining units on it. And in each game it's actually different. Like so The moon, of course, is not necessarily going to have a lot of water. But it does vary between games, so like there might be some really good spots in different games that that are, it, it, you know, like the the moon may not have a lot of water, but in one game it might actually have a decent amount of water to make it really worth taking that spot. Um, and once you're in space with those resources, you can build stuff in space a lot faster. The game assumes that 
everything that's in space is available all the way out from Pluto, all the way out to Mercury. It, 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 the key thing is, is you're not you're not sending up boost from Earth to cover lack of resources because um, you can run into a right. deficit because water yeah. is used on all your habitats. And the more people you have in space, the more it's all about managing upkeeps in this game a lot. I think that's where people get the great. It sounds like it. Yeah. A lot of it sounds like not going over your uh your, quota. your budget yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I, there, there are actual, encumbrance like the, the the council people are a little bit unique like one of them actually has a penalty if you go in negative money their loyalty drops significantly Ooh. um so we like some money so another so like we talked about all these different layers so every faction has their own goals in mind there is a massive massive research tree and there's actually a place online you can go see it but there's actually two research trees to the game one of them is okay. a, you, you go to the research screen and there's three cards. At the top um, are basically world research. Anyone At the beginning of the game, three of them are chosen. I don't know if they're random or not, but there's basically three things at the beginning. Whoever contributes the most research to completing it, when it completes, is offered to choose what the next research card is. And these are things like oh. uh, rival economics or, the, yeah, exactly. It, it, it's like, wow, oh. that's kind of cool. So, choose it from the whole deck or from a choice well, of Well, it's from a tree. So that you basically, okay. Oh, okay, ev- okay. every faction might have a different goal for where they want to get down the tree. Yeah. And it's a very big tree. So can be having enough research, because keep in mind, like, you know, if you, if you want, you can't, like at certain points in the game, you might be able to dominate all three research cards. Um, but later on in the game, when everyone has a lot of research coming in, you may not be able to dominate all three cards or you you have to decide, well, yeah, I want this stuff done, but I also want to have control where we go next. So I want to always at least keep one of them under my control so I can put a percentage of my research in that. And you can choose how you want to divvy your, your stuff up. The key thing though, is, is that none of those research things actually get you anything. This, they unlock, um, sub projects, which are the things that you personally have unlocked. So that'll be like stuff to build ships, stuff to go build settlements, stuff that makes your council people more effective on Earth. Um, you know, batteries for your ships, drivers for your ships, guns for your ships, other habitats, um, uh, ways that countries can better resist the aliens. Like all those little bonuses are researched in your bottom set of cards, which goes up to three. But at the beginning of the game, I think you only get one or two and it'll tell you what you have to do to unlock the others. But at the end of the game, you can have up to three up to three things being researched for your own faction and for people that you control, and and the three are still universal. So I thought that was pretty cool because well yeah I want to get my stuff done, but I also like if you're focusing on your own projects, you're letting the AIs and the you know your opponents yeah. direct where research goes. Now of course at the beginning of the I'm not opening my blinds yet, but you're getting you're getting what you want. <laughs> I might ask this is the game thing. review. We're, we're talking about Terra Invicta, how much it's a wonderful game. It's been reviewed very well. I'm sure there's some good reviews out there, but the ones that I saw were like, they didn't either play the game. Like, there's you, if you listen to this, there's so much going on in this game. And we haven't even talked about space yet. No. Like, so so <laughs> say you unlock all the space stuff. Well, when when you zoom out of Earth, there's nine different orbits around Earth. And one of the key features of this game is there's something called an interface orbit for any entity. You can even start building colonies on other planets and getting various bonuses um, over them. So anything in an interface orbit, there's all these different modules you can build on stations that give bonuses to military, bonuses to economic production, um, and all this kind of stuff. 
And those are highly sought after because there aren't that many. There's even debris orbits, debris in the orbits. So like if something gets blown up oh, or yeah. some country decides to do missile tests, um, it all you have to now have to worry about having like point defense on all your stuff because otherwise rocks come by and destroy all of it, which causes more stuff to end up in orbit. So I can only imagine <laughs> when you get to the super late game and there's ships blowing up everywhere that all these orbits become very difficult. Like you need to have oh, a man. lot of defenses and try to prevent everything from becoming catastrophes. Um, and there's also orbits, there's orbits all over the place. This is where the Newtonian stuff comes in is there's even the um, Lagrange points between different orbits that you can use to build stations that are basically like refueling, build ships so that yeah. they're already out of a lot of gravity. Um, and the, the, it's, it's really, really cool. Like you can just zoom out and you just see all of our solar system. And, um, but yeah, so one of course one of the key things is, is where's where's water mars so one of the big races of the game is as all this stuff kind of sequentially opens up as research allows and as, as getting better ships allows um getting to mars is a really big deal but it also takes a really long time so you have to start making all these really long-term plans to do stuff and unlike the shadow president level of what's happening on earth in space you have full autonomy you can decide how you want to build stuff all the all the upkeeps and benefits go directly to you, and you can direct to build exactly what ships you want. You can direct, you know, you can expand or do whatever you want with your different settlements as well. It's it's on like Earth. There's no control points or anything. It's just all all your stuff. Um, so once you leave Earth, it's the it's mainly the factions that are in control, and you're no longer trying to convince. Yeah, there's the no world governments to build to mess your with. rockets for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now your people are in space. Yeah, the only stuff that can really mess with your stuff is accidents. I was uh, the aliens showing up and blowing it up if you can't defend it, or other mm -hmm. factions trying to send council people there to screw with you because they can they can they can oh, steal. So you can still you, you can, can try steal to an entire space. station. You can steal nice. an entire station. You can blow it up. <laughs> you can uh, um, yeah, you can do all kinds of subterfuge. It's it when you build big stations though, it becomes hard to take it over. You can also have marines defending stations. Um, okay, you can build uh, stuff to do that, and you can also have ships. Um, so ship build, so so right. So once you get all this this resources going in in space, you can then build ships. Well, there are um, the game. I think they need to fix this with the game. This is one thing I actually need to fix is they need to make it so like the ships that I like design in one game are carried over another game. There's a reason that doesn't happen, um, but the reason that doesn't happen is is probably fixable um, because you um, there's okay. so many different ship components. Like once you yeah, so, like, so you need to yeah yeah so, I feel yeah yeah so yeah, when yeah. you build a ship there's like at the beginning of the game you have gunships escorts and corvettes that's the first set of things that unlock so you have to mm -hmm. choose the type of drive that it has you have to choose its engine um, you have to choose its power plant that powers the engine and you have to choose how many propellant tanks it has so if you wanted to be able to go to Mars it needs a lot more propellant to get there whereas it's not going to be very agile and be able to move up and down the Earth's orbit to defend it. So you have to make different decisions. There's there's like 20 or 30 different types of engines and like another 20 different choices of power plants to use that help you pick what, what you want to do with it. And obviously some are good for like yeah. little fighters. Some are good for hauling, you know, people and stuff all the way across. Um, you have utility modules and obviously you can get bigger and bigger ships too, which require more and more uh, propellant tanks. Um, yeah, there's different types of... Go ahead. Yeah, the boost, yeah. More um, boost, yeah, sorry. So, so like, fighter ships can have utility modules like uh, ECMs, um, magazines to have more missiles on board. Like, you actually use up and run out of missiles, which is really more a function. This is more like 
uh, Master of Orion three type building, like like games that have like actual ship building in it, and you actually have to worry about sure. every little piece on the ship, which is again why it's yeah, yeah, not yeah. like the games it's commonly described. Um, but yeah, you have heat sinks that you can put on utility modules. You can have marines on utility modules to like to go attack other stations. Um, there's there's like twenty or thirty different utility modules you can do that either modify combat. Um, lets you it actually lets you have a deployable probe like they're a science vessel and they can actually if, if your ship goes faster than what you naturally can just shoot from earth um you can like go to neptune with the ship and like deploy a settlement there or on one of the moons or whatever um with, with a module which is pretty cool because then you just go okay. to a station yeah, nearby yeah. recharge the module um you have radiators so oh. as you use weapons um because you have different types of guns you have missiles you have mass drivers you have lasers you have um, just straight ballistic stuff. Um, there's all kinds of different choices. Well, you have to eventually dissipate heat. Um, you have radiators for that. And, of course, in co- ship combat is ridiculously complicated because, again, it happens in Newtonian physics. Um, but, and in uh, real time? Yeah, it happens in real time. You, you, tell, okay. you, tell the, uh, you, you largely tell it what to do. Um, yeah. I don't, I, like, ship combat is so complicated, I haven't really figured it out yet. Um, but okay, basically, sure. they sounds, start. Yeah, I mean, for they this start kind of on, game, that sounds. They right. start on each side. And like one of the utility modules that's really useful is point defense, um, which lets you okay. shoot down missiles that are coming at you. Otherwise, oh, missiles yeah. are going to absolutely obliterate you. Um, but you run out of missiles, so eventually it comes down <laughs> to guns too. Um, you have batteries, so anything that has charged um, weaponry, you have to use the batteries for it. Um, we talked about power plants. They, you know, they're for your drive. Um, different drives do different things and then of course you have to decide how much armor to put on the ships and whether they go on the front um, or the back you know like you can choose how you want to do that but of course the more armor you put on and the heavier and better it is the harder it is to move through space so it's always a balance and that's one of the like a lot of a lot of 4x grand strategy games where you build ships you run into this issue bigger yeah you just build the biggest thing there's no more rock paper scissors anymore and it just doesn't matter Whereas I feel yeah. in this game, there like and that's I don't almost know what the end is. game right there. You almost you reach that point where you're just yeah, you just build everything and big, just keep yeah. rolling and hooray! I if, did it. if you can somehow yeah. get far enough in this, far enough ahead in this game, you probably can build you know the generic you know you know some some battleship Mark II or whatever and just crank Galaxy out a hundred of them and win. Yeah, yeah, but but it definitely you need something that is agile to like. There's a big difference between going on offense because you're going to their point. And you don't necessarily care how long it takes to get there. But if you want to be able to intercept something trying to destroy Earth or trying to bombard Earth or, or you, you know, to be able to intercept to the particular orbit and meet that ship, well, you got to be fast enough to actually get there before they go in, bomb it, and leave. And if you – Yeah. It is, it, 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 yeah. So like, yeah. Um, but that makes it kind of cool with the research tree, though, too, because, like, if you know I want to build this ship, this ship, and this ship, and I know once I've played the game a few times, well, I want this drive, this drive, and this weapon – screw ballistics because i don't want that weapon like i I don't i don't know what's best with every application but say say i don't want just ballistic guns i'm going to skip them um it's possible to do that it's possible to skip the seven versions of whatever energy drive you don't want um and and you can basically focus your research like just because a project isn't isn't complete doesn't doesn't necessarily punish you but like for instance if you want to get level three of something you generally have to research level two and that's where there's actually randomization in the research. It's possible when the rival economics is, is researched, well, it says you have, you. The, this is a requirement for the following faction projects. Okay, so you get arrival markets, bootstrap spaceflight program, well, you only have a 67% chance of getting that. Um, you only have a 50% chance of getting stakeholder subversion. 
40% algorithm economic management, 40% civilian photonic, photonic computing, and you get a common concern and maximum effort always. So it's possible you may not unlock some of those, and if another faction does, you can go steal the knowledge to be able to research it. Unlike Civ, yeah. where you would actually steal the research outright and get it immediately. No, no, no. In this game, you can steal something you weren't offered. Um, or that might, I don't know if you can steal faction exclusives to others, but um, but you can steal oh. it and then research research it. Not not For too many yourself. things that are faction exclusives or stuff you actually want. Like I wouldn't want to say steal sure. like. Um, like for me, for the for the resistance that I'm playing, one of the research projects is whenever my stuff's taken over by military, it causes a massive amount of unrest if I research it in oh. in, in what's taken over. A lot of other factions may not even want that. They're like they're they're catered to your goals, and then others may not want that. Sure, that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah. so that's oh, the research much, system uh, sounds. It's, it sounds neat. It sounds it, really in-depth. The game and, uh, has that wonderful feel. So, like, there's certain Forex and grand strategy games you play that you don't necessarily... Like, it takes a long time for a lot of the stuff in this game to play out. But when I play this yeah. game, I feel that... Like, that one more turn philosophy. Yeah. I gotta play one oh, more turn. Sure, yeah. Because, like, yeah, every yeah. turn you play, something clicks off that, of course... It, it, you, you get that receptive biofeedback. Like, you get the, the endorphins, what's... Uh, What's the yeah, word yeah, I'm looking yeah. for? Serotonin? Yeah, not serotonin, the, the other one. The serotonin burst, the reward, the, the fanfare. Yeah, the... It, it's the reward thing. Because, like, yeah, our research itch. is going to click off. You know, research is going to click off. Yeah. You, you, you know, I maybe, like, well, just you one see, more. I better choose the next one. You see all the bars go yeah. up. Oh, that thing got finished. It's the dopamine. That's dopamine. What I'm looking for, yeah. But, yeah, so, <laughs> like, like but, it, but it's in such a fun way. I mean, eventually I just get, I just get my butt handed to me and lose. But, um, but there's so many points of the game like you get the dopamine hit without me having to play Keeps poe or something like poe is yeah. just there's, there's no slot machine here like i think there's a strategy where you can just win but it's really really fun to go into the game totally blind with just the knowledge of what i kind of just told you just understand the basics of the game and what you're trying to accomplish the tutorial's all right um the tutorial kind of like it always wants to like you to do something that probably isn't efficient like go to a crackdown and, sure. and two on this nation right now like I don't want those people to pissed off. To do those things. Yeah, like just yeah. assigning it will let it tick to the next right. thing, and you don't have to actually complete it. Um, exactly. Yeah. But but there's so much depth to it. Like you could eventually figure out you can have your council people kind of set up a mission, like exposing or detaining somebody, and then trying to to get information out of them, like steal organizations and stuff from them. Um, and that becomes more successful once the first person's thing is successful. And they even designed it. That let's say that first thing you try to do to set up to make something easier, like to crack down on somebody's control point, which removes all their defenses on it, and then you want to try to take it over with a purge mission. Well, the purge mission, let's say let's say the crackdown fails and it's just way too hard for that other guy to try to purge. You can actually go into their council thing and pull, you can have them not do the mission. Because it's actually possible your council people can get killed, your council people can get detained, and they can also have negative impacts from, from badly failing missions. Um, so the better odds you have, you, you, there's certain missions you don't want to risk because you know they could die. And then starting somebody at, later on in the game at level one, effectively, is a bit rough. Sure. Um, but organizations are sort of your key to that. Like, you don't want to be afraid in the early game to, like, hire and fire people. Because you you don't want to, like, it feels like the game will take a very long time. But before you know it, you're 20, 30 hours into the game. Like, this game, I think each game is taking me, like, 30 to 50 hours. Like, I'll be playing it for a week. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can you can fast forward through a lot of it. Basically, the clock has to run, and then everyone gets to do their council people's turns, and then you're largely watching those those play out. And of course, I I probably take much slower than the average player, but uh, but there you go. 
But that's pretty much... I, the game is absolutely awesome, and, and they're adding more stuff to it. It's actively patched, and I'm just honestly super impressed with it. And right now, it's basically in my top... The only game I can think of that, that is newer, that is a 4X grand strategy that is better than this game, and it's a different style Ooh. of game, is Shadow Empire. It's more complex. But that's like, newer? Yeah, well, Shadow... Like, like, if I go back 15 years, games were made a lot different. Like, there's some really great grand strategy oh, games yeah. back in that era... It's just it, it like of new stuff that's come out. I'm super excited about Terra Invicta, and I wish I had more time to play it. <laughs> cool. I mean, I I can't wait to. Yeah, after the holidays and everything, I'm I'm gonna pick it up. I'm sad that I didn't pick it up during the Steam holiday sale, but uh... it'll go on sale again. I think. I mean, it's still new, and it's a small dev team. I think it's is it Hooded Horse or something is the name of the the team, and they they also have um, shout out that they have Alliance. I think it's Alliance of the Free Stars or something. I've had that okay. circled for a long time, and it looked very similar to um, Empire of the Fading Suns in just some of the way that some of the nomenclature and stuff being thrown around with it. So I'm excited to see that game released, and I think it's from the same company. But these guys did, you know, okay. this group did a very, very good job with this game, and I think a lot of people didn't understand how to interpret. Just like I love it when a game has complexity, and the complexity, each layer plays together really well. Whereas the layers yeah, in like a game right. like Star Wars oh, yeah. don't play together very well. You okay, build up, yeah, I, you yeah. build up your your planet, the, and then you have a plan to build up all the planets. On Stellaris, first of all, it was such a mess that at some point, while I was actively playing Stellaris, they completely changed. They 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 re- it wasn't just a revamp. They They completely everything. changed yeah. how the planetary side system worked entirely at one point in an update, and yeah. that was when I stopped playing because I was like, oh wow. Yeah. Nothing works anymore. Yeah, and the best part about this game, <laughs> there's currently no DLC. And I would at the moment I don't think I don't think the plan is to have a ridiculous amount of DLC. Like if you enjoy Forex and Grand Strategy, like normally I'm like it's wait nice for a sale just be or whatever, thing. but like have I been disappointed with the thirty five or forty bucks this game was? No. i yeah. this this game it is worth it. this game is ridiculously good if you if you can get suckered into games like this like I do. It's there's some things they're gonna improve, they're gonna patch. I hope they make the army control a little bit more intuitive. Like, I understand what's going on, and, like, I've certainly played stuff that's just far worse and dealt with it, and you don't really have a stupid number of armies, but you do have to generate, yeah. unless all the armies are on the same tile, which can bear some problems. I won't spoil them, but, like, watch out for things that blow up. Um, you could basically blow <laughs> up a tile, and, like, losing Ooh. all your armies at once would be bad, but um, but it just makes it easier to move them all together as well. There's ways to control, well, making sure that's not a thing. But um, but yeah, generally I just control them all individually, um, and you have you can't like say go from France to Russia. You have to go one space at a time, or if they have a navy, uh, they can land. Yeah. So, but but okay. the game does every time something completes its move, the game stops you and asks you what you want to do next with them. So you can always it says zoom me to where this is and pause the game. You can always that do that. Nice. Yes, and there's indicators <laughs> everywhere on the screen. Nice. Like the whole left That's side cool. bar is just everything that is happening as it happens, and at the, the top, GUI is incredibly important. There's the, there the is HUD. yes, everything yeah. is basically one click away, and that's a really really good design because a lot of yeah. games like this, like important. Shadow Empire, does. I wouldn't say it fails at this. Shadow Empire has too much going on for it all to be on the same screen, but everything you need is on that screen. But like in this game, you can basically click on a whole lot of stuff on the screen, and it'll take you right to that thing. Like all your council people. All the space habitats, um, all the armies, 
Um, and if anything that is a completed something that pops up, you click on it, it'll take you right there. So altogether, you know, on a scale I like of that. Like, I like that. On a scale of negative I to E, this game gets a E minus point zero one. Are those imaginary numbers? Yes, exactly right. The scale is imaginary okay. and is completely in your head. Uh, well, most scales are. But but I hope I hope you have a chance to check it out. Oh, you always wait for I'm the gonna, sale. Yeah. Um, but I think the sales light, lightly have only been like ten percent off. So if you're like dying to play this for, for anyone out there, just go get I it. I mean, I'll, I mean, if the next time that I have disposable income, which is you know every now and then, I'm I'm probably just going to get it, whether or not it's. But if it is on sale, that you know. Well, yeah, I just I just like to tell people. Like, email me because you know, yeah. like Steam will do a thing where it's like exactly they'll put it on sale a little bit, like like the EA stuff will oh. do. So they'll put it on oh, sale for a sure. little bit, yeah, and then yeah, like yeah, the holiday yeah. sale comes and it's fifty percent off. This game is too new from a small company; it's not going to go on fifty percent off like like that. Right. Maybe in a couple of years they'll have a or a year or so they'll have a big sale. Like maybe there's a big they're just they're about to patch the game like super big with a whole bunch of changes. Like research right now is a little bit. I wouldn't say it's too powerful, but like. You can build stuff in space. It that sounds like that's gives a you... research is a big like part the of the research game. is a huge. It sounds like that's most of the game. At, at least that's most of what you want. At to the beginning about. of the game, if the aliens were on Earth, you, they would have such a distinct advantage that you just lose. There are certain yeah, things so you, you gotta have do to the research, prep. and that there's clocks in the game. That, like that's another thing about certain games is like the, the clock may not be necessarily like you're warned about certain things in this game, and you know roughly. Like, if you're paying attention a little bit, or at least you lose once. It's not like a, a roguelike where, a bad roguelike like NetHack, where you have to lose 40 different ways before you understand what's going on. You okay, will have yeah. things happen in this game. Like, you'll enjoy playing it again, because, you know, I could be so much more efficient with my early council people's turns, and now I have some, like, this, you'll, you will gain so yeah. much in strategy having played the game yeah, once yeah, or yeah. twice that it's going to be extremely enjoyable to replay it and kind of cornering the market in the ways that you enjoy doing so. So, yep. like, it doesn't feel like pain. Like, I've had to restart, and I'm not pissed at all. I'm not, I don't feel I was hard done or screwed in any way. It's just that I wasted too much time, and I needed to do something more efficiently. And now I understand, like, there's, if, if the one thing to recommend is the Hooded Horse Wiki. Um, there's a wiki for this game. Like, a whole bunch of stuff is available in the game help, and a lot of that's regurgitated on the wiki. But it's all there. Like, if you want to know the GDP equations, if you want to know how welfare works... And it's like, it doesn't tell you how to win. I'm sure there's a link on there that does, but it's like XCOM. Like you want to know what the, how the gun actually works and what its accuracy rating is when you're going to go to yeah. research it, like stuff like that. That's all freely of it. Like, you know, like some of the stuff is, is sometimes hard to fish down in the game. Like there's actually an online uh, GitHub that lets you look up all the, like the massive research tree in the game. Um, and you can, it's, it's, I actually keep that open while I'm playing because there's certain research projects that are hard to kind of find on the grid. And once you play the game oh, a few times, it's like, I know I want sure. this, this, and this. So you can you actually search, click it on the yeah, online yeah. thing and it's way faster just because the game, I love to play the game on a massive solar system and it does change the game a bit. If you try to, if you have a weaker computer, you might have to play it on a lower, less space objects. You only need so yeah. many for the game to work, but I think you need to play on the largest or the second largest to really have the aliens do what they're supposed to do. Otherwise, they kind of, okay. like, they're going to take over stuff. Like, so if there's less stuff like for them less to take asteroids over. asteroids and stuff? Yeah, exactly. A lot okay. of them, you're probably, like, you're never going to, I don't think in a real game you're going to take over all 400 objects, but you want the aliens to be able to pick and choose really yeah. annoying places to deal with as opposed to kind of funneling stuff in. Like, Alien Legacy is kind of, you kind of move your way out 
and it's like there's one plan each planet's a little bit harder than the last but there's a lot more width um but don't let it like like you probably play on this the the second highest setting and get probably about the same experience with this um just okay. If the game lags for you, like people were complaining about crashes, I've experienced the only time I experienced a crash with this game was when I leave the game open way too long and I tried to resume oh. immediately after keeping the game open for like 24 hours because I'm an idiot. Okay, um, yeah, I never had I the game like, crash while I was playing. I just save yeah. when I go to start and like, I'll crash. But, That's smart. But I've never actually like people were complaining that the game's unstable and has issues. Like I've encountered none of this. So the game's are beautiful. I love it, and that's Great. pretty much all I got. That is a golden review. That is, yeah, you get a gold star, Terra Invicta, and feel free to check it out. I think it's a great game. That is uh, Iggy Talks Too Much, Episode 4. Iggy Talks Too Much about Terra Invicta and games at large. And we had with us today Koya DK, famous for KoyaDK.tv, C-U-Y-A-D-K.tv. Anything else you want to leave us with? Oh, it's awesome to be here. Thank you so much. And uh, I, I think I've said it all. This sounds like a lot of... This sounds like a lot of big numbers for me to chew on, and I can't wait to try it out. It's such a great game. Take it easy, y'all, and uh, have a happy December ween. Uh, oh, yeah. And you finally got what you wanted. The game review pod has started. Game review number one. And uh, Thanks again, everybody, and tune in Star Ocean sometime. Sorry. Star Ocean, the, lo- the, lost, the last hope. Oh, man, that, that review. I have notes. We're going to talk about games I don't like that I still play. Well, thanks right. again, everybody, and have a wonderful holiday.